church. It is good to be here with you this morning and we are going through a series at the moment called The Resilient Church and you can catch up online if you've missed any of them so far but resilience is a really important topic for us to discuss. It's a really important thing to think about in life. I like to think of resilience as being bounce back ability. That's how you usually explain it to children. It's not a real word I don't think. Bounce back abilities, the ability to bounce back when things get tough. And things sometimes get tough, don't they? Life is not always perfect. We know that. There are always ups and downs, ups and downs in life. But if we can learn as individuals and as a church community to bounce back when things get tough and keep going, then that is going to be really, really good for us in life. The thing is, I think sometimes we as a society focus too much on trying to be happy. We focus too much on trying to be happy. What can I do to make myself happy? What can I do to make other people happy? A lot of parents, what can I do to make my child happy? What can I buy them? What can I get for them? But if we focus too much on trying to make ourselves happy, we don't know what to do when things go wrong. We don't know what to do when something happens, when a curveball comes our way. Yes, let's do things that are positive and that are good, but let's focus a little bit more on what to do when things aren't good, because that's how we achieve more long-term happiness. Short-term happiness and pushing through that, that's not going to help us in the long term. We need to push to learn to be resilient people individually and as a community. So today, as we think about being a resilient church, we're going to think about being a worshipping church. A resilient church is a worshipping church. Resilient people are worshipping people. And I love worshipping together at Christ Church. There's lots of different ways that we can worship God. Uh, but one of the ways that I love to worship God, which you'll probably know if you know me, is through singing. I love singing. It makes me feel good. It's joyful. And it's something that I feel I can do to give something to God, that I can give him my voice. I can give him my words that I can sing to him. And I love seeing people singing together and clapping and dancing, um, and particularly the action songs. Yeah, some of you are giggling. Um, I've, I've enjoyed watching people, sometimes when I'm up here doing the actions with the kids, and I've enjoyed seeing the adults join in, um, and some people really, really enjoying it, more than I thought they would, and other people feeling a little bit awkward. That is absolutely okay. Um, but some people need a bit of help, I've noticed. It's few people, I think, actually. You need a bit of help with your dance moves. Um, so I brought along my, my book, which is, this has taught me everything I know. Um, it's called Dancing with Jesus. You, you might have seen it, you might not have done. Some of you can or can't see that bit of Jesus dancing at the front. Um, so I'm going to give you a bit of a dance tutorial today. You're giggling awkwardly because, yes, you know what's going to happen. Chris has got his hands in his, in his hands, uh, head in his hands already. So um, you may stand and Martin's going to help us out. And I'm just going to teach you a few dance moves that are going to help you from my, from my trusty book. Okay, no, we're not having a dad dance. Okay, we've got the water walk. Okay, it goes like this. Do the water walk with me. Nice water walk. See, you see that's okay. They're all right with the water walk. Okay, we're going to feed the 5,000. 
You can create your own conga line, just like the disciples here. I don't know if you can see that. Um, you, you, may, you may sit down now if you would like to. Sorry about that. But you joined in better than I thought you would. So I'd like you to turn to the person next to you and tell them which dance move you're going to use later on in our service. <laughs> you're laughing, which means you're not. That's okay. You don't have to do that. So, the, these kind of um, dance moves, they, they are more for particular kind of people, aren't they? It's not really for everyone. That's okay. But worship is universal. Whether you're a dancing kind of person or not, worship is universal. Because to worship means to give worth to something, which means actually all people worship. Because all people give worth to something. We see it in our lives all the time. We see people give worth to celebrities. We see people give worth to nice cars. We see people give worth to coffee. I love coffee. We see people give worth to sports, to all sorts of things. But for Christians, it is different for us. Worship is different for Christians. Because worship is not simply about giving worth to something. Because people mess up. Cars break down, coffee goes cold, and sports teams don't always win. I know that last season as a Burnley fan. I understand how it feels for sports teams not to always win. But, it's a really important but, God is always good and his love endures forever. So when we worship God, that's different to the people in society that give worth to all these different things because those things don't last. But God lasts. His love endures forever. He is always good. He is always there. And that's why we worship him. We worship him because he is good and his love endures forever. And I don't know about you, but I have seen God's goodness time after time after time. And my family have been through their fair share of difficult times. Difficult things that have happened in life. Not because God's trying to punish us, but because the world is an imperfect place. And I'm a human living in an imperfect place. The idea that Christians live in this lovely bubble, this wonderful life filled with happiness and cake and quiche, it's just not true. We don't live in this perfect bubble where nothing goes wrong because we are humans. We're humans. We live in the world. But we have God who is faithful, whose love endures forever, and who is always good. So throughout those ups and downs in life that are inevitably going to come, which is why we need to learn to be resilient, because unfortunately the downs do come as well as the ups, We need to focus on God because he is good and his love endures forever. He will always be there for us, no matter what is going on. He can't help but be good to us because he he is good. He can't not be good. He can't help but love us because he is love. God is love. He can't help but love us. 
And you probably will have heard the verses in 1 Corinthians 13 used in a lot of weddings. A lot of people use that to think about love. And we strive in our relationships for love to look like this. But it's really hard because God is the only one who can love 100% because he is love. So if we read that verse with that lens on, we read that God is patient. God is kind. He does not envy. He does not boast. He is not proud. He does not dishonor others. He is not self-seeking. He is not easily angered. He keeps no record of wrongs. God does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. He always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. God never fails. People fail, but God never fails. People won't always be there every minute of the day, but God will. We can be resilient and we can bounce back. And bouncing back is easier when you know you've got someone there by your side cheering you on, who's always going to be there for you through the highs and the lows. And I've felt that in my life when I've, particularly when people have passed away, um, I've really felt that, that God has been there for me, even though those people aren't there anymore. He's always been there for me. And he's always been the same. He's always been consistent. You know, sometimes you get people in life where you're like, I don't know what I've done, but they're treating me differently. God doesn't do that. He loves us and he's with us all the time. He is consistent and he is always good. And we worship him because he is good, even when the things around us aren't. And we lift our hands and we give to God what is going on as we worship. And um, you've probably done the um, hand levels of worship. Got some, some people, nope. I'll have to show you then. Okay, so you ready? <clears throat> These are the hand levels of worship. Number one, cupping the water. Number two, level two, awkwardly holding a baby. <laughs> level three, holding a TV. Level four, the big fish, Rob's favourite. Level five, carrying the widescreen. Level six, my favourite, the high five. <laughs> level seven, the Lion King. Level eight, the village people. Level nine, the goalposts. And level 10, the big one, it's the Rocky. You've probably seen it. And some people like to raise their hands and others don't. And that is absolutely okay. But when we raise our hands, as much as we can joke about it, when we raise our hands, it's an outward sign of what's going on in the inside. And some people are more outward sign people than others. That is absolutely okay. The important thing is that it's an outward sign of what is happening inside. For some people, what is happening inside is more quiet, is more reserved, and they are really thinking and believing and singing the words and believing what they're singing. And, and I felt this recently. Um, I had this moment where I thought... Am I just putting my hands in the air because that's what I do at certain bits of the song? Oh, this is a good bit. I'll put my hand up. You know, am I actually meaning what I am singing or is it just karaoke? And so I had some time where I, I, I left my hands alone. I really tried to focus 
on the words of the songs and really meaning what I was singing. Because we can't mean what we're singing to God if we're not sure what we're singing and we just blah, 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 blah to try and get the words out with everybody else. We need to mean what we're singing when we worship God in song. Because worship isn't about us. It's not about us and what we do. Worship is about God. We don't come together to have a meeting about him. We have a meeting with him. We come to meet with God. But God doesn't need our worship. It is us that need to worship God. God's not some insecure being just like waiting for people to tell him how awesome he is because he forgets. Because he knows he's awesome. And we tell him because when we worship, we change. God never changes. He's loving just forever. When we worship, we change. Because worship transforms us. And in our verse today, it says that it, it is God who made us. God made us in his image. When we spend time with people, for better or for worse, we become more like them, don't we? Like I um, sometimes have conversations with um, people that are younger and um, say to them, oh, have you thought about who you're hanging around with and what effect that's having on you? Um, I won't mention any names, but I have lots of nephews and nieces. Um, and sometimes I have to say that. Who are you spending time with? Because you are behaving differently to how you were behaving before. Who is having an influence on you? You know, you've got those people. There's a bit of jokes that go around about how some people have dogs and sometimes they look alike. You've got some people like that. Or, or you've got people like me who turn into their mothers I definitely do, I, yeah. I, I kept, before, I tried to um, say, no, 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 I'm not. No, I'm not. I've got multiple siblings. We're all similar. No, it, Tabs is shaking his head. I am my mother, and I am now finally proud to say it. So all you parents that are like, oh, my kids don't want to know me, wait till they get older, and then they will be proud. I am proud to be turning into my mother. Because we can become more like God when we spend time with him. And that's why we need worship. Worship isn't about us, but we need it. Because if you're worried, worship God because he is peace. And you can reflect that. If you're in pain, worship the God of healing. If you're feeling unloved or struggling to love others, worship God because he is love. And be transformed into his image. And that's why other people around us need us to worship. They need us to do it. Because the more like Jesus we are, the better it is for everybody else around us. Because we become more like Jesus. So you're doing your friends and family a favour, really, by worshipping God, by becoming more like him. And one of the Bible verses that I really like is, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And, and sometimes I've heard people say, like, oh, so you get what you want then. Hmm. No. To me, this verse doesn't mean that everything will be yours if you worship God. If we delight in God, if we worship him, we therefore become more like him. 
until the desires of our hearts are the desires of his. That we spend time with him, we become more like him, so that our hearts are aligned with his, our desires become his desires, and in the end, we get the desires of our heart, which are the best things for us, because it's the desire of God's heart. We want our hearts to be aligned with God's, for us to see people how he sees them, for us to love people how he loves them. So I'm wondering what ways you would like to be transformed to be more like God. Which of these things do you need? God is patient. God is kind. He does not envy. He does not boast. He's not proud. He does not dishonor others. He's not self-seeking. He's not easily angered. He keeps no record of wrongs. God does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. He always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. God never fails. Can I say that about myself? Can I work towards that with God's help to be more like him for the sake of others? By worshipping him, by reflecting him, can we say that as a church community? When people come to this building or come to your house, spend time with um, you in any capacity. Can people say about us, the church, that we are loving, that we are kind? Do people come and feel welcome? Do they feel accepted? We can move together to become more like God by worshipping him together, telling him how incredible he is and giving thanks to him and praising his name. Because, you know, thankfulness is really, really good for us. I don't know if you knew that. There's been a lot of research that's gone into thankfulness and gratitude. And science shows us that thankfulness is good for us. It can lower blood pressure. It can improve immune function. It can help us to sleep better. It can make us healthier. It can give us a greater sense of well-being. And when we're thankful, we are more connected with ourselves. We're more connected with others around us. We're more connected with our environment. And that is the opposite of stress. I don't know if you've ever felt stressed before. Thankfulness is the opposite of stress. Because it connects us to ourselves, to our environment, to the people around us. And so even though thankfulness is really good for us, that's not why we worship. But it just so happens that God is so good that he makes worship good for us. That he created us to glorify him. And by glorifying him, we're doing the best thing we could possibly do for ourselves. Because worship is so, so good for us. Being thankful is so, so good for us. Didn't he create us so incredibly? I learn all these things about the human body and think, God, you're amazing. Thankfulness is good for our health. Worship's not about us, but it is good for us. And if we're not in a rhythm of being thankful to God regularly, we can be. If you find it hard to create a habit, perhaps you're like, oh, I don't know when I'm going to fit that in. Connect it with something else you're already doing. If you're already in a habit of brushing your teeth, tell God three things you're thankful for that day while you brush your teeth or when you wash your hands 
or when you make a cup of tea or coffee? What's something that you do at least once a day where you can, in that moment, thank God for three things? And not the same three things every day, because that doesn't actually do the same good to our body. Three different things each day that we're thankful for helps us and is really, really good for us. So that is your challenge. So I'd like you to think just for a moment of when you are going to tell God the three things you're thankful to him for. Decide now. So thankfulness is good for us. Worship transforms us. And most importantly, God is good and his love endures forever. And our response is surely to worship God because he is good. Even though he's good for us, that's not the point. We worship God because he is good. And if there's something that you feel is getting in the way of your worship, I don't know about you, I'm going to be honest, sometimes something's going on that's not good in life and it's really hard to concentrate and to connect with God because it feels like there's a bit of a blockage. And so if you need some prayer, we are in this together. And please come to the back during our song and you can have some prayer. You can chat to somebody about what is going on. And in the week, connect with each other. Tell each other what's happening. Part of the importance of being, of being resilient is having people around us. And that's the beauty of a church community is that we get to have people around us. So make sure you connect with someone if you need to chat through something, pray through something. And so as we worship, we're going to give God everything. We're going to give him thanks. We're going to give him praise. And he might change situations. Sometimes we give him a situation and he changes it. Um, Sometimes he changes us. And sometimes he helps us to see things differently. Or he helps us to be more resilient. He helps us to bounce back. And we can have the resilience to carry on together. So you may stand as we worship God. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations.